Hi, good morning, Captain. We have an inspection today, and the inspector is arriving very soon. Okay, Ronald. Leave two fire extinguishers out in the alleyway. That'll keep him busy. I understood, Captain. Welcome to another episode of Embracing Differences with me, Nipun Anand. In this episode, I will talk about the idea of archetypes using just one interaction from a shipboard audit and help you understand the power of archetypes in creating a learning organization. So what you heard just now was a conversation between a ship captain and the rating. And as you can see, uh, they are both concerned about an audit that is coming up soon. And exactly as the captain thought about it, uh, there was a, the audit was done and a non-conformance was issued by the inspector, which read something like this. Several fire extinguishers were found removed from the bracket and kept outside in the alleyway. All the extinguishers were placed back in, the, in their cradle before the inspection was concluded. Now, you may discard this as some kind of a mockery uh, or even wonder why exaggerate um, from one extinguisher to several extinguishers. But uh, after many years of thinking and reflection, uh, I'm seeing some interesting patterns in how we as safety professionals present ourselves in everyday conversations. Uh, I will choose to call them archetypes of safety professionals and this is based on some of the work that I'm doing or, or studying about Carl Jung. Uh, I will provide some references uh, towards the end. So let's begin with asking what exactly are archetypes? And why did I use to even choose to call the, uh, the choose the term archetypes? Uh, now, I will start with an example because it's, it's a thesis on its own. And I, I want to make sure that you understand it really well, what I mean by archetypes. So examples really help in these situations. So if you go on the internet and you type the word Filipino seafarer, you will notice images of cheerful looking people carrying out laborious activities on the deck of the ship. Um, but when you replace it with the term a British seafarer or an Indian seafarer, you will find very different images. You will find images of, of, of seafarers in uniforms or even young cadet officers on the bridge of the ship, which is the control room. Now, one wonders why those differences? And just by looking at those two examples only, you can see uh, two different images of the seafarers, happy laborers and good officers. And that goes some way in helping us understand why in many shipping companies, Seafarers from countries like Philippines are not allowed opportunities for career progression. Why British or Indian seafarers are offered senior positions and, and why accident investigations become simplified stories of Filipino seafarer not being able to speak up to a British officer, despite the fact that there was a clear and present danger. By the way, I, I recently noticed a LinkedIn post uh, where an Indonesian seafarer was promoted as a ship captain for the first time in the company. And this became the cause for celebration for an entire shipping community. So you, one wonders uh, 
why is it so unique in this day and age? Uh, now, you may think that uh, uh, the, the, the immediate example that comes to mind is that, or the immediate reasoning that comes to mind is that, obviously, British seafarers, Indian seafarers, or seafarers from developed countries have always traditionally been, been uh, they come from established maritime institutions, they have better regulations and better labor policies, they, they obviously are trained better. So why, what is the problem with them taking up senior positions on the ship? But I think if you look at it more carefully, this is more like a justification that we, we have accepted at a very unconscious level. And uh, increasingly what we see is that as more and more companies employ seafarers from, from, uh, from non-traditional countries, for example, Philippines, Indonesia, uh, they, they find them equally competent. There is not much difference in their competence, given that they have invested in their education and training. So the point is that an individual's competence is not determined by their nationality or ethnic identity. But again, uh, if you go back to the employers, the recruiters, the accident investigators, uh, they are still living in the same world with those same images of a good and a bad, good, good officer uh, and, and a laborious worker. And those images and patterns of seafarers have become immersed in our psyches and they shape our realities. They, they actually limit our worldview and they trap us in ways of thinking and enacting our thoughts. And actually it works both ways, not just with those people, but it also reinforces the idea to the, to the Filipino seafarer that he is not good enough to, to, when it comes to speaking up. Despite undertaking courses after courses uh, and and. and and also, uh, their career progression is limited to ratings. They can never become officers despite signing all those equal opportunity policy statements. So uh, it's important uh, to, to be equipped with this knowledge about archetypes because it helps to connect with our collective unconscious. We become more and more aware and less judgmental of ourselves and others. Uh, of course, if you are a, if you work as a manager in a company, you may think that I have no influence over who I can recruit because that would depend upon the board decision. But when we can at least start to think about the Filipino and the British seafarer beyond the confines of those those very narrow categories of happy people or laborious workers and and good officers. And if you take a moment to realize, even for the seafarer, knowing that he or she is not alone and that others have been in the same situation creates a little bit more acceptance of their own selves and fosters more collaboration with others. So in many ways, archetypes do raise our consciousness and they widen our perspective of the world. They help us realize who we truly are and that these are elements within our psyche that we cannot always control. So uh, back to the question again about the, or the example that we started with of the fire extinguisher. Uh, the aim of this article really is to create a few archetypes of safety professionals and to recognize how we present ourselves uh, and, and connect with our consciousness. Uh, this is not the same as putting people into some sort of predetermined labels or categories. It's really showing how, how we present ourselves in our daily lives as we go about it. So let's begin with the inspector's profession and what kind of archetypes we see in this profession. The first one that comes to mind is the veteran archetype. So this goes something like this based on the example of the fire extinguisher, that I'm a safety inspector 
and I believe in zero harm. Now it is my duty to eradicate all the sufferings in the world. And that is difficult because over the years I have realized that every time I raise a safety concern, I usually end up upsetting a lot of people in the position of power and create even more problems. So in many ways, the fire extinguisher gives me a way to exist in this world without creating too much upheaval around me. So that's a veteran archetype. The second one, the dutiful archetype. Now, if you have more than 200 checks on my list and only four hours for the inspection, there's no way I can get to the bottom of the list. So in that sense, recording at least one defect with a fire extinguisher gives me a sense of accomplishment, satisfaction that I've done my duty, that I've done my very best. So that's a dutiful archetype. And now moving on to the diplomatic archetype who doesn't want to upset too many people. So I, he, he says that I find it challenging to engage with people whose values are so different from mine. So in many ways, the fire extinguisher tells me that I'm cons- tells them, the people who I'm auditing, that I'm concerned about their safety. And despite having significant cultural differences, our values coincide with theirs. Because come to think, who would deny that a fire extinguisher is not an important thing and it should be kept back in the, cr- in the, in the cradle. Uh, so, so that's a diplomatic archetype. Now looking at the authoritarian archetype, even with so much experience, a lot of time when I go out for inspection, I feel out of depth. So the fire extinguisher in many ways legitimizes my power and authority. It stops people from questioning the depth of my knowledge. The next one is a self-conscious archetype. How do I get back to the office and submit an inspection report without recording a single non-conformance? In that sense, the fire extinguisher saves my face because at least I have recorded something on my checklist and and, and submitted the report and preserved my identity as as an inspector. We then move into the the persuasive archetype. Um, And think about it. uh, If I just said one fire extinguisher was kept outside. That doesn't seem like a a systemic problem. But the moment I I word it like there were several fire extinguishers lying in the alleyway, then that becomes a systemic problem. So sometimes exaggerating to prove my point. Because then people take me more seriously. Uh, uh, And the last one from an inspector's point of view is the savior archetype, which is that uh, when I leave the ship, what if the ship catches fire? Uh, and that gives me a sense, sense of, uh, of, of a hero that I have saved so many lives today by putting the fire extinguisher back in the cradle. So those were seven archetypes from, from, the, from the inspector's profession. Now let's look at some archetypes from the, the captain's profession. Now the captain is not the captain of the ship only. He also has other duties he has to fulfill. For example, a, a father, a parent. And 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 some some way he's a breadwinner. So uh, the breadwinner's archetype would be something like this: uh, it's another day in port and another inspection. As long as the inspector finds something that I can fix, I will still have a job. So the fire extinguisher gives me a sense of job security. So that's one way of looking at it from the captain's perspective. The other one is the guardian's archetype. So this is like a parent, like 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 a caretaker of the ship. Uh, and he says that there's a lot going on when, when we arrive in the port. The crew hasn't slept for the last 24 hours. I don't really care about safety. I just want them to take rest. So the fire extinguisher uh, uh, 
keep will keep things easy i know this is a problem that i can fix so it's cognitively not as demanding to deal with a problem like this so that's a guardian archetype the the, the next one is the creative archetype uh, and this is uh, something like uh, the company expects a very clean audit report but nobody is willing to commit to the resources if the audit brings something out so the fire extinguisher is a very delicate balance uh, to to show that everything is in control it's a very creative way to show that yes there was a problem and i resolved the problem so that's another way of looking at the archetypes of the captain's profession uh, then there is the the spiritual archetype which is to say that uh, even before the the inspector leaves the ship i would have fixed the problem and that too without losing my peace of mind so in a way the fire extinguisher uh, gives gives you gives you your your bliss your 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 peace of mind and the final one from the captain's perspective is the entertainer's archetype uh, which is that i am arriving in port and there are so many visitors who will board the ship uh, so i must put on a show uh, so you are you are on some sort of performance so the fire extinguisher keeps people uh uh when you keep a fire extinguisher out it's it feels like uh, everyone is kept entertained mesmerized so those were the five uh, archetypes of uh, of a ship captain now the final one which is the manager's uh, profession now if you think of it from the manager's perspective uh, i think of it as a visionary's archetype for example as a manager if you if somebody reports that there was a problem with the fire extinguisher uh, and and you have fixed the problem you would respond something like captain i would like to thank you for your professionalism i've been following your good work and your outstanding ability to close all the findings of the audit even before the inspection is concluded it really goes to prove our commitment to zero harm and a safer future so that's one way of looking at the manager's perspective or the archetype the other one is the caring archetype that i have noticed uh, that in the last quarter a lot of ships have reported issues with the fire extinguisher and as you are well aware we take this feedback very seriously um, so i will conduct an in- investigation and respond soon i just want to assure you that we care for the safety of our people so this is a very caring uh, archetype uh, then there is the, the fixers archetype Uh, and it would read something like this that upon investigation uh, we 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 identified that the problem lies with the poor quality of extinguishers so i will now issue a, a fleet wide alert and share the lessons learned from this experience that's problem fixed and again we see this problem all the time that when somebody reports something there is a very strong urge to fix the problem not so much to understand the problem so that's the fix- fixers archetype so so those were some of the archetypes and uh, what's interesting is that uh, a few weeks later a fleet safety alert is issued and shared across the ships and and the captain receives this alert and he goes back to Ron, to to ronald uh, with a very depressed face and this is what they have to say what happened captain you don't look very happy did you not read this fleet safety alert ronald sorry no i didn't captain what does it say The company has decided to increase the frequency of inspection of fire extinguishers from weekly to daily. What? Oh no, Captain! I don't even have time. How can I do eighty fire extinguishers every day? Don't worry, Ronald. 
we will do exactly what we always have done. Tick off checklist and job done. Uh, understood, Captain. Well, so what goes around will always come around. And I call it the karmic wheel, which is a way of looking at continuous improvement, or you may even call it an archetype of continuous improvement. But come to think, who does this really help? And uh, regardless of your industry or area of work, I, I, I really would like you to think about some of these questions. To all the CEOs listening to this, to this podcast, uh, tell me, why should people share their concerns with you? To the, to the CFOs uh, with a focus on uh, reducing costs or maximizing profits, uh, how would raising and fixing defects and non-conformances in this manner actually contribute to, to cost efficiency? To the supervisors and frontline staff, uh, how would such non-conformances create openness and trust within your team? To the safety departments, uh, how would such non-conformances improve safety and quality? To learning departments issuing safety bulletins, alerts, flashes, newsletters, and so on, come to think about it, what are we really learning? And, and, and more importantly, who do you think needs to learn? To human resource departments, how would this ever improve interrelationship, interpersonal relationships, both on board ships, but also between onshore and offshore staff? And to all you big data analysts, what would such non-conformances actually predict? What are they telling us? To regulation, certification and inspection bodies, how would non-conformances such as this add value to your customer's business? In fact, how would this help achieve anything at all? How would this help achieve your purpose? And to the general reader, I would say um, disagreements are all, always very welcome. Uh, have a think about this. Uh, I would be very interested to, to hear your views. Now for the best part, um, if you really enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to think, reflect and dance with different perspectives, yes, dance with different perspectives, follow me on LinkedIn on my company page, Novellus Solutions, or email me at nipin.anand at novellus.solutions and I will add you to our mailing list. There is a great lineup of events planned in the next few months, so I wouldn't want you to miss them at all. As usual, to all you curious people, thank you for wanting to know more than what you knew yesterday. It's both very rare and refreshing to find true learners in this world. I wish you a pleasant day and night. Goodbye.